Hello and welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of Banking on Business with Sean Bisht. On today's podcast, I'll be talking with Kevin, a recent addition to Capital One as a software engineer. I've known Kevin since going to the University of Texas at Dallas back in my college years, and he's been working there for the past four to five months. Today, I'll be talking with him on various topics, such as his influences, why he got into his chosen industry, and what lies ahead of him for the future. This is Banking on Business. Hi, Kevin. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time to join me on this episode. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Sean. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's a pleasure. Um, I'm doing well, um, you know, work and, uh, you know, some other stuff. Uh, but what about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Trying to get this thing, uh, this podcast up and going. But I'm glad to hear you're busy. Uh, that's pretty good. I think that's a good excuse nowadays. Uh, thank you for joining on the podcast. Uh, I really appreciate that you took the time to join me. Uh, for all the viewers out there, the reason why I invited Kevin is because his journey to me interested me the most. Uh, so many of you are not aware, but he actually graduated with one degree in one industry and is now working in a completely different industry. So he graduated with a degree in biology He's now working as a software engineer. Now, most of you guys out there may be scratching heads and thinking, how did this happen? You know, what what goes into a decision like that and what goes into um, kind of going through and working for that? So that is the reason why I brought him on. He's also a very good friend of mine. And I feel like he can really provide some information for people out there, because as we all know, during the pandemic, a lot of us were kind of thrown off balance and a lot of us uh, either struggled to find a job or found one and kind of like were stuck there. So I feel like his journey and just who he is as a person can really influence and help people out there in certain situations. It's really important sometimes a lot of us, especially in different cases, if like you're learning, if you're going through a difficult time to have someone who is like a mentor or someone who guides us through our journey, uh, through the ups and downs. So is there a certain person out there that you would like to give a shout out or who has helped you? Or if you don't have someone, what is something that kind of motivates you to get through every day? Yeah. So before I joined um, my current job, I don't think I've have anybody to like be there and mentor me. Um, most of it, uh, most of the materials were from like doc re- reading documentations and like online courses, like course like Udemy's and Coursera's helps a lot when I first start, like start trying to learn like how to program. And um, but yeah, but then after I joined, uh, the great thing about Capital One is that they're like after the onboarding and stuff, um, they connect you with like uh, experienced engineers that like uh, can help you maybe through like your work-life balance and then like give you tips on how like maybe you should this should improve and and then basically give you like general advice on like on your work and lives all that stuff yeah that's actually pretty interesting i think definitely choosing a company is very important to your success obviously every company wants to be the best but people who cater to your needs especially in your case capital one seems to be a perfect fit so that's pretty good i actually want to ask you about udemy i myself i'm going to admit that i have started tons of free courses and have yet to finish any of them because, you know, for many people, and I feel 
and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, that if there is a free course, generally people are like, oh, it's free, you know, it, you know, you can sort of work on it from time to time. And I feel like value does play into it. And so for you to have said that and for you to be in your position today, how well do you think these free courses and how, how have they kind of helped you in that way? Because a lot of people may take them for granted, but not many people, I guess, do that. So uh, what would be like some ways that you use these courses? Did you use them as supplemental information or were they like your primary sort of information yeah so like you know dropping courses is uh, certainly it happens to me before you know i'm no stranger to it but i think it certainly has to, a lot to do with disciplines and it needs to be interesting right if it's not good if it's not interesting then you're not going to follow through and you just lose the passion to learn it like right as you close the videos or move on to the next thing i think yeah keeping like a high level of interest it certainly helps and then like pace yourself, pace yourself because you don't want to overwhelm like your like your brain with like a lot of materials. That 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 would be like the number one advice that I would give. Like pace yourself, make sure that you're thoroughly like understand what you're um learning, because it certainly some of the materials can go very 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 fast if you don't just like stop maybe like stop and think about it. Like you might not like understand fully the concept of what you're learning. That's good. That's actually pretty important that you mentioned that because I think a lot of the times we we are very quick to grasp or to start things and not quite finish them because work, mm-hmm. life, everything gets in the way. So pacing yourself is definitely something that I agree with. That's something that I, I also kind of struggle with in the sense that if there's something that you're trying to learn, it is very difficult. Even if you are passionate about something, it is also like time consuming, energy consuming. So it's very important for people out there who are trying to get through certain courses courses, free or not, you know, anything with education, with work, pacing yourself is very good. That's a very good answer. And kind of going into the next question, it's a bit more lighthearted. Um, what are your hobbies? Because this is the this is a very interesting question to ask because a lot of people may think, well, hobbies are just on the side, but you know, I'm sure a lot of people who are writing their resumes, they want to say, oh, you know, I want to watch movies or anything like that, or I'm into writing. But a lot of the times resume instructors and uh, I hope I don't anger any resume instructors out there by saying this but a lot of the times it's not recommended just because it is resumes are focused on your work experience who you are as a person but what are some hobbies Kevin that you think have either shaped you to who you are or just plain fun because I think that's a really good side to get to know about people uh, so fire away uh, what do you, what are some of your favorite hobbies music sport is also like my number one thing i do watch a lot of sports i think like general like learning and traveling would, would be like come close third nice nice that's cool that's cool i think sports are sports is really good because then that is like a social activity and i'm sure during the pandemic a lot of us were just trapped at home so for for you to have some kind of hobby like that that's pretty good traveling i'm actually pretty um, I also I, I love to say I'm a fan of traveling, even though I've traveled like once outside <laughs> in the past couple of years. I think in the beginning of my consulting career, I was given an opportunity to travel uh, to the West Coast. That was a very beautiful week. It was the only week that I traveled, unfortunately, as the pandemic hit and uh, a lot of us were work from home. So I think traveling is also pretty good. It's a good hobby because it gets you out there. And I think instead of being trapped inside, it is good to be kind of out and about. So those are that's a pretty good answer. Thank you. And going kind of of transitioning uh, segueing into the diff- second question third question i have is there's i think a lot of us treasure like either a book a movie or a song you know it could be it could be whatever gets you going whatever gets your mojo craving or gets you up when you're down 
uh, what is something that maybe you treasure? It could be like a childhood book, movie, song, anything personal that you feel keeps you motivated. Because I know that I talk a lot about the business side of things, but that's what that's what everybody knows, right? It's also important to delve into like what makes you you. And that's fun too. You know, it doesn't have to be just black and white. It can be colorful and, you know, very interesting. So what is something that has piece of pop culture or anything that uh, motivates you or um, is your favorite thing that you'd want to share with everyone? Not thing that comes to mind and like pertaining to pop culture, but like, I think the number one thing that keep me motivated would be my mother. Uh, I think because like she moved to the U.S. Um, has, it, has it been like 13 years ago? We have like very like, you know, not in a good place back then. But I think like the way that she worked at like, you know, just raising two kids on her own, like just like the way that her work ethic is like really motivating to me. And I just look up to that and say, hmm, like, how can I match that? That's that's pretty apt because um, yesterday was Mother's Day. So I don't know if you planned that or not. That was a very <laughs> uh, smooth move. Uh, but yeah, I think that's also a pretty good answer. We... Uh, need to have someone or something that motivates us to so for you to have your mother's also very uh, that's a very kind thing to say and that's a very interesting thing to say that you want to match that because a lot of us I mean I, I was born here so um, I may be speaking from a different angle but a lot of the first generation second generation people here have are products of people who have come over uh, from different uh, countries throughout the years so I think that's very interesting that you say that because not a lot of, I don't generally think of that. That's the first time I've also kind of understood that the efforts that like our parents make, we have to kind of match that. It's not enough sometimes just to be, oh, okay, I'm here, I'm breathing, you know, you have to kind of thrive and everything. So that's a very uh, cool answer that you gave. Transitioning that into a more business side kind of aspect, the main thing I want to talk about is how you made the transition from biology to software engineer and it could be it could be as simple as i wanted to have a different career this is what i did or it could be that you really wanted like you were really passionate and you know i want to hear that kind of side because i feel like that's a very important thing for people to understand is that you're not necessarily trapped and i think a lot of us who have graduated especially in the past four or five years you're not necessarily trapped in uh, your major you can always put an effort to do other things Mm-hmm. So going back to that, I understand that, you know, you made this, you made the transition in your own words. How did it go down? What made you think of it? What did you do? How did you do it? And then how did you come to this point? So fire away. This is this, the floor is yours. Yeah, thank you. So I think it, it's a long story, but uh, I'll, I'll try to shorten it. I spent like, was it the past four years of my undergrads trying to become a doctor's? and like study my ass off for it. I did some shit like shadowing at like UT, UT Southwestern, which is like a very prestigious like hospital here in Dallas. I was able to shadow a, an orthopedic surgeon. Really, really cool. The amount of work they do and then like the, the amount of people they help. But then when I thought about it, sat back and like reflects on their jobs, um, the work-life balance is, is terrible. Like huge respect for like all the doctors out there and nurses. And like all the healthcare workers, like the, the work-life balance is, is terrible. And like I I thought to myself, like, sure, you do like you do make a lot of money and then you do help a lot of people, but like I kind of do wanna, you know, enjoy my life and maybe like try and find a way that I can help other people in different type of ways. And during that time, I was also doing a lot of research for 
for, for UTD. And one of the things that caught my eyes was computation, computational biology, which is like a, uh, a area of biology where you use computer to help like with, with uh, machine learning to help like, you know, find cure for maybe the next disease, maybe Corona could be like cancer or anything that you want it to be. Um, so that's really interesting. And then I try to get in, like sign up for that lab. Unfortunately, uh, I couldn't get into it. I was too late because like it was way past the sign up time. So I started exploring other, other projects. And um, I think this was like during Corona. So everybody was stuck at home. I got in like out of nowhere in my email. I got an invitation to like a hackathon. Uh, I'm not sure if you know like what a hackathon is. It's basically like any whole event that hosts by an, an organization that looking to solve like a certain problem and like software engineer, like, you know, students or software engineer can come and then form a team and then like come up with a, come up with a, like an answer potentially. Um, and then they help code that in like a day or two and then usually present it afterward and whoever win like get get a grand prize or something that's yeah i uh, that's actually uh something i want to ask you said hackathon and uh, i've I, i've seen those before how how does that happen like how do you create a whole app in like a day 24 hours or 48 hours how, how does that happen it's a lot of work <laughs> no uh, no yeah. no i'm sure i'm sure yeah, I just remember like staying up all night long, just trying to like oh, get wow. the back end to work. Like, why is the server not responding? And then, like, yeah, it's just a lot of like, you know, head scratching and just late night. But some like some like we, we, we were able to finish our projects. Right. And then we were we presented it, even though we didn't win. Um, but like the director um, really liked our project. So he asked us to continue our projects. So that's how I got my uh my first, like, you know, volunteer or slash internship at a Children's Hospital, and um, it was a pretty cool experience. I was I was the project manager because I was in charge of like the whole group during the hackathon, so I took on that responsibilities. It was fun. It was pretty challenging, like because it's, everything was brand new to me. I've never was like in charge of like a project before, so that was a lot of learning. But luckily, after that, I learned a lot. Like in like full stack development wise, you know, front end, back end, and how to implement that questioning, like, you know, surveying users, like all that stuff. It was fun, but it was pretty challenging. Um, and then later on, uh, I got an interview with Capital One and I was really lucky because like, it's really hard to get your resume no noticed now, like, especially in like big companies, you know, the, the chase of the world, the Capital One, like major companies. Um, so I was really, really lucky to get an interview. Luckily, I passed. It's like, I think it was like six different interviews. So it was something. Um, and then now I'm where I'm at. That's good. That's good. I think when you were getting to the end of your story, you were talking about how difficult it is to apply to a company. I'm sure to all the people out there, it is very difficult to get into a, a big company. I think a lot of us have the dream of that. Even if you graduate from a top tier university, it really doesn't matter nowadays. It's all about kind of, how you play the game, how you're able to get in. So for you to kind of make that transition, um, I thought it was interesting that when you talked about work-life balance, I think kudos to you for making the difficult choice because I'm sure I'm not, I'm not placing any careers, by the way, I'm making this very clear. I don't place any careers on a higher pedestal because I feel like every one of us interprets careers differently. A lot of people may like being a doctor and a lot of people may not like being a doctor. You know, it's, 
it's a perspective basis thing. So transitioning from any career in any industry, I think that's a pretty brave decision in terms of understanding what you want out of your life. And I think that's what, that's the main takeaway I would recommend anybody who's listening. The main takeaway is that takeaway is that you have to decide what you want to do, right? I mean, it is great. You know, of course, everybody wants to have the biggest paychecks, um, have the best life. Um, but I think it is very important to understand that it you have to, you first, so uh, kudos to you, uh, Kevin, for making that decision. Going into the next section, actually, um, as part of, the, so uh, we're all part of this next generation, essentially. You, me, a lot of the people who have graduated, who are going to graduate in the next couple of years. It is very important for us to kind of assess and see. I don't want to sound cliche here, and I'm sure we've seen all of, in the TV shows and interviews that we are part of the next generation in terms of shaping the world, in terms of shaping how uh, technology grows, and in terms of creating the next big thing. And I think a lot of the companies that kind of are created in this time, they address different issues, right? So for example, cryptocurrency, a lot of cryptocurrency companies are out there, but like even five years ago, there were barely any, there were probably like maybe one or two. And I can guarantee you one of them was like Bitcoin related or Coinbase, Mm -hmm. right? It was Coinbase and one other company. But now there's so many different crypto com- companies out there. A lot of people are scratching their heads and like, wow, no one was even talking about this. And I know I like to preach. I'm going to get this in here. Cloud gaming, right? I know I've been talking about this a lot. I've been posting about it. But, you know, back in 2017, NVIDIA's GeForce Now was like the only service. But now they're like, there are the five main companies, right, from Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and shadow but you know they're even smaller companies you know every day i keep researching that people have created like a cloud server in their own desktop and i'm like what wow that's like pretty cool like you don't even need it you don't even need a triple a company now you just need you and some cash and know-how and that's how you get things running so as a person as part of the next generation what are some of your ambitions what are some of the things that you feel that you can contribute to this world and it could be anything it could be like financial it could be personal, professional, anything? Like, what do you feel that you can do given your opportunities? And like, what are your ambitions? That's plainly what I want to know, because you're starting out in this career, but obviously a lot of things will happen. So what are your plans? What are your ambitions? You know, I want to kind of hear like, what, what, what is your plan and what makes you tick? Yeah, actually, I've thought about that a lot recently, because, right, I'm, I'm where I'm at, but like, it's kind of, it's kind of meaningless, like not having goals or you know, ambitions and just work from like a nine to five. So that's like something that I really thought like a lot about, of course, everybody wanted to like everybody, most of the people you talk to that are software engineer want to go to like the top four, like the fan companies, like Google, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, I think. Or, yeah, I think that that's it. I think like I do have ambition to make it there one day, but currently I just want to focus on like how best you know you can I can help contribute to like Capital One, my current company, and how we can help benefit a lot of like people financially, maybe through educations or just giving them tools to like better their financial life, or and then help them like it like you know in everyday purchases i think like one of the cool thing that i've noticed that like with capital one is like they really really try to simplify like the auto purchase like you know process so that, that's what's pretty cool a lot of my co-worker was talking about that yeah it is i think it's certainly like simplify it and helps a lot of people so that's um, what i'm looking forward to 
to do. All right, all right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mm-hmm. think that's that's a really wise answer <laughs> to give. <laughs> of course, you want to make sure that the company is like, you know, you want to contribute to the company, make sure you're doing well. And speaking from a consulting background, I 100% agree. That is something that should definitely be right. I mean, if we're working for some kind of company, it is very easy to kind of get caught up, I think, in like the FANG, MBB, uh, MBB, for those of you out there who may not know uh, MBB. So FANG is like the top five companies in technology. MBB are the top three companies in consulting. So McKinsey, Bain and Company, and then Boston Consulting Group. So it's very easy to get caught up in labels. And I think that's one thing that I want to make sure that, you know, with Kevin's story, I want to make sure that everybody knows. And with especially my personal journey as well, that it really doesn't matter how you start. You know, you have to, you have to start at a point right? So it is up to you to make sure that starting point is really good. So in Kevin's case, I think that's really cool of him to, to kind of express how like he changed from one industry to another. And he's focusing more on the experience. He's focusing on like, what can he do, right? Versus where he is going. And I think I'm sure Kevin, as soon, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it's great that you got into this company and congratulations to you. It is also about though, like the work you're doing, would you say the work also plays a big role in what you do, right? And the, and when I, when I say this, I'm talking about, for example, you're interested in like engineering, you're interested in computer science, you want to go into that route and contribute to a company that is like that. And I think that takes as big of a role as as well as what the company is. Would you agree with that? Or do you have your own opinion on that? Yeah, I think like when you're an employee for a company, you're always looking for ways that you can add more value into like your job. And of course, like you're going to, in turn, you're going to help a lot of customers um, along the way. And I think like having a like a purpose for your job is also really, really good because because you can work all day long, but you can't really see like your impact of the impact of your work. It's kind of your motivation start to deteriorate and it's like, hmm, what am I, what am I actually doing? Like, what is this? Like, this is all this meaningless stuff. So like, yeah, having drive and purpose, knowing that this could potentially like benefit helping like someone down the road that like means a lot. No, I I totally agree with you. I think um, that's an advice that's um, it's well worn, but it's, well worn for a reason. I think a lot of the times people uh, mistake that as advice as cliche, but it's very useful. And I think that's very important to a lot of people. So that's, that was actually, that's, that kind of wraps it up. Is there anything else, Kevin, that you want to mention uh, before we close? Anything that you want to say, any parting words, or you can end it on your own way. This is something I'm being mm-hmm. experimental with. So feel free to fire away any last words or anything. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun sharing my experience. Hopefully it helps, uh, you know, somebody who's maybe that were in the same situation as I was before, because I, I knew during that time, it was a lot of stress trying to switching, trying to switch from okay, one major to another, like, you know, maybe a whole different industry that you have like zero to zero to non-experience, like you have years of experience about. So that was really scary, but, you know, nothing la- like it doesn't last forever, but you do, you you get used to it. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, thanks again, Kevin. I appreciate you uh, coming on to this show. For those of you out there, you know, if feel free. Is it okay to say to connect with you if you have any? If you would like to learn more about him, or is that like, are you open to that? Or yeah, I'm, I am open. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or anywhere. Yeah. Awesome. I totally planned that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Kevin. Those are some really good last words. And again, thank you guys for joining in and tuning into this week's episode of Banking on Business. 
Um, I look forward to hearing the feedback from you guys. And uh, thanks again, Kevin, for joining. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Kevin. And have a great rest of the week, everyone. And uh, stay safe. Bye. Mm -hmm.